This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. It is the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast, featuring interviews of the premier artist and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at DynastyPodcast.com. This week, The Boy Illinois. Here's how that sounds. Haima Black here with The Boy Illinois. Uh, first time meeting him, first time on the podcast. Thank you, man, for coming up tonight. Uh, no, nah, man, I appreciate you for having me and your interest. It, it's always a good thing. Dude, that, I mean, that's easy to have the interest. There's a lot happening for you right now. Uh, how's the year treating you? How's 2015 treating the boy Illinois? It's been very well. It's been a long grind. I've been doing this music thing for a while. This year, it's starting. things are starting to come to fruition. So I'm happy about that. So 2015 has been very good to me. No, man, I believe that because yours is a name that, you know, I've been doing Chicago music work for a long time. I have seen your name for a long time. And, you know, you see certain names and you think like when you're a journalism journalist, you're like, you know, I got to I got to catch up with that guy at some point. Like we haven't talked like so you've been in my mind for a while. But uh, how long have you been doing this? I am 28 now. I've been doing this for about 14 years. Wow. I started rapping when I was 14. Well, and you, you know, I was reading the interview you did with Fake Shore Drive. Um, you know, you really grew up around music. That's kind of been a, a part of your whole life, right? Yeah, Pops was a musician. My sister was a singer. Pops plays the, the keyboard now. Mom just got him a keyboard. He been jamming out on it. So I was always around music, and he was always into music. So music played at my house every single day, especially on Sundays. Sundays was the cleanup day. It was music from the sun up to sundown. It was smooth jazz. So, yeah. Right on. No, and I can hear that influence in your music. You know, you've got a lot of, you know, and this is something I want to talk about. But like, you, your music's very smooth. There's a lot of melody. There's a lot of emphasis on. I mean, that's one of the words that came up a lot when I was listening to the record. Is like, it's really, really smooth. Yeah, uh, that's my whole thing. My pops is a smooth operator. He's a smooth player, man. So <laughs> I take a lot after my father. You know, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. So. Yeah, I get a lot from him, man. That's just his whole demeanor, his whole character. He rarely gets mad. I try to rarely get mad. But when you get him mad, he's he's Haitian, so uh, he gets off the chain. And I got half of that, so I get halfway off the chain like him. But The chain's a little bit off. Yeah, but for the most part, it's smooth. So right. everything you're going to get, that's my personality. So Now, you know, growing up around music as much as you did, was there ever any thought that you'd ever do anything else or was it just kind of from the get-go your family knew you'd be a musician you knew you'd be a musician or when did that really start to happen uh you know what not immediately because i wanted to play sports i was really really good at baseball i was all right at basketball i was short you know and i was kind of like the skinny guy so basketball really wasn't a realistic thing by the time i got to high school my my junior high school because i played high school at mount carmel for two years and then i was like i'm not getting any bigger this is, uh, I got to come to grips with this. But I was very, very good at baseball, but I stopped because I, it, it was no fire there for, to play baseball. So eventually, rapping was something I always did, but it, I didn't really take it serious until like that junior year. I transferred out of Mount Carmel. I went to Thorn Ridge, and then I linked up with my homies, who had already been my homies, but I just moved to the city. Uh, and we started rapping together, and we called ourselves the free agents. And then we started selling CDs in school, and that's when it really became serious, like around 16, 17. Well, were you guys a big deal 
you oh, know, at the high school, you're oh, selling CDs, you're making smooth music, oh, like we no, it wasn't that smooth back then. <laughs> I was a little bit in the streets, a little wild kid, not 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 too wild, but you know, I was a teenager, so it wasn't that smooth. I hadn't found my adult self yet, right. but we was definitely a big deal in school. I I really started battle. I I started off battle rapping first. First, I battle rapped online. When I was probably like in eighth, seventh, and eighth grade, me and my homie used to be in class, computer class, battling people on message boards. <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? Like you really hit. That's it. so awesome, and that's such a throwback to a different time. It's so such a, we was key style. They used to call it key styles because you go to keyboard. Yeah, it was a crazy time. Like if I bring it, it's probably only a small percentage of people who actually still rap now mm-hmm. who can go back to that and be like, damn, yeah, that was that was the time. But yeah, so. Dude, that's, I mean, that is cracking me up. That's hilarious. Now, you have this new record that just recently came out uh, within, what, the last week or so, right? Um, I don't even think it's been a week. No, it ain't even been a week yet. It's yeah. been three days, I think. Yeah, and it's called it's called Disable. Um, you know, for anyone who doesn't know who that is, like, fill us in on who that is, and then, you know, why why you named this project after this figure? Oh, man, it just touches home. Uh, I got to say it in the... The French, the Creole, Jean-Baptiste Dussable, uh, is the founder of what we what we call Chicago today. First known settler, fur trader, uh, married to a native native woman, um, and he started trade. He started commerce here. He built his home here. It's a uh, I forget what's also on Lake Michigan. I mean Michigan Avenue. He got a statue, and that's exactly where his home was was. And uh, it's a it's it's American history and it's Black history. And I feel like it's important, for, especially in the times that we're in, for, for us as a people, my people, to understand, not even my people, but minorities or people that feel like they don't have anything accomplished. We've done great things, even though we seem marginalized now. We've done great things in the past, and they try to take that from us. So I just kind of want to put that out there without having to put it out there. Sure, sure. So, the name, it's just one word, and it kind of says it all. Yeah, pretty much, and I, I kind of want that to spark an interest with people because the CD has nothing to do with them <laughs> at all whatsoever, the content. But as far as the name-wise, I kind of want people to be like, "What? where did you get this name from? And when they search, hopefully they'll see the connection. And it's also, I mean, it's really cool because it's like, you know, it's the history of Chicago too. Yeah. You know, it's what started, and you're talking about like, you know, the first commerce in Chicago, and you look at you know, the the waves that are happening in Chicago now, especially in music and not just in music, but it's like, that was such a starting point. And now, you know, the hip hop culture in Chicago, it's, you know, it's really blown up. Yeah. And it is a, it's a culture, it's a commerce, and it's kind of an industry now, you know? Yeah, because, you know, we're talking about Chicago. We really never had a big music machine here. We had musicians, but they would usually have to go to New York. Mm-hmm. to or LA to be found or discovered herself so on and so forth but uh, in 2011 when Chief Keefing my homie D-Gang shout out D-Gangs when they first hit the scene they kind of like took everything by storm people was really wasn't prepared yeah. and when it people was, it was like a bomb went off yeah and then when people got here they was like whoa it's a lot of other stuff here it's like going finding some place with a lot of trash and you find one thing you're like wait a minute what else is here <laughs> oh this is a class oh my goodness look what I'm finding so it's kind of we've kind of been building a, a a nice solid foundation for for the people that come after us, you know. So that's what it's about. No, I, I love it, man. And you're building off that history, setting things up for the people who came after, just like uh, you know, disable. So how long has this project been in the works? How long have you been working on these songs? This is a funny, funny project because it really was supposed to be a project at first. I had probably like two of the songs recorded previously for a uh, point because it's Jean Baptiste Point Du Sable. 
and Point was going to be my album, but I kind of like put that to the back. I had two of these songs done. A mutual friend of me and Gaines, D. Gaines, he uh, brought me to his crib one day and we just like talked, we vibed, we connected, clicked automatically. Um, he told me about all his history and everything. The next day I come through, we did I'm Saying, that was the first song we did. And uh, then after that, we did Sell Again. And it was like, man, this is making sense. Us, we just might as well keep doing this. And, yeah. and really, it was like after we put out the first promo visual to Sell Again, and we got such a good response, we was like, yeah. We, we would go play this together, and people be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that stuff y'all did together, that stuff's good. We were like, oh, y'all, this y'all paying attention? So we were just was like, all right, let's take advantage of this. And then linked up with, with Drew from Fake Shore Drive to make sense of it all. Yeah, and let's talk about the Fake Shore partnership because Fake Shore premiered the record even before you could download it. They had the stream. Uh, you had the interview at Fake Shore. And I know that Fake Shore was kind of a curator or, or partner with this. So how did that happen? It was something that me and Drew, we go back. We have a long history from when I first really came back from Champagne and started trying to rap here. He wouldn't put me on a blog automatically. And I kind of appreciate that. I kind of, I was like mad. I was the mad rapper. The blogs won't post me. I got over that about two years ago. Found out that my attitude wasn't a good one. And I wasn't going to get nowhere like that. So we had built a, a real, real good relationship as far as the music, on the music side. And um, McCann and D Gaines, I was just like, yo, we should, you know, Drew had been reaching out previously for other things. And I was like, man, we should just partner up with Fake Sure. I'm pretty sure, you know, because off the cell again, they had a lot of good words to say. And it was like, all oh, these two are working together. I'm like, wow, maybe he sees the potential. And not only that, when we released that cell again, he had, Drew had like kind of like shared that with his, you know, his homies, his blog homies. And I thought that was like, he really must see something in this. So might as well connect with him. No, man, I love it. And then, you know, another really, really good look, another great cosign. Next week you are doing, I believe next week, uh, doing Sway in the morning, like an in-studio concert, right? Yes, I am happy. I've been to Sway before. That's, that's like um, Zordon. So you say for all my Power Rangers, my, my 90s kids. He's Dude, like, I, I totally fully get that. I'm <laughs> exactly the right age. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. He's like Zordon on one of the Power Rangers. So I see him every once in a while and check in, you know, so. But I've never did an in-studio concert series, so I'm actually going to get to the, the listeners, the citizens, they say, are actually going to hear, hear records, me performing. I mean, and that's a different thing from hearing it on the radio. It's totally different, and I'm really going to get to showcase this project, especially so soon after I just released it. It's this great promo. No, man, I love it. I think that's, a, I mean, those are both really, really good looks. And it seems like people are really responding positively to the record. Has that, you know, is that what it feels like on your end? Yeah, it, it feels like that. I mean, uh, even my girlfriend likes all the songs, or majority of the songs, and she don't really say too much about too much. She she tells me what she likes. And when she told me she really enjoyed this record, I was like, ah, oh, yeah. And we, even with Sell Again, she, when she heard Sell Again, she was like, this is one of the best songs you've done. I'm like, really? Well, if you like it, I know I'm on something. So. Yeah. So once that once once home told me it was cool, mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I think I got something here. So because you know you have sway, you have fake short, but then when you have like the home team, when you have the yeah. family get behind it, yeah, that's always important. Because uh, I remember when I first dropped out of school, moms, she still 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 to this day is like, you should have went back to school. So yeah, home team is very important. My pops supports me hundred though, so that's love from him. So, you know, when I was listening to the record, one of the lines that really stood out to me, and, it, and it's a really great lyrical album, but something that stood out to me is on the song Blackmail. 
and says, I ain't trying to fight because I'm dressed too nice. <laughs> and I know that style is a really important component, you know, to you, to your presentation, to your music. How did that start? Like, were you always stylish or kind of when did that become part of your presentation? No, nah, I think it, it was always there, but it just gravitated towards a certain look. Um, I, I had my first legal job at 14. My mom's she used to work at this church daycare, so I started working there. Once, as soon as I started getting my own money, I was buying shoes. I was always a shoe head. <laughs> Up until college, I had at least probably like, at one time I had maybe like 30 pairs of shoes, gym shoes. It was ridiculous. I've sold all of them since then. Um, and then I just kind of matured. It kind of went with my age. And Scott Disick, I really, I really fucks with Scott Disick. as my dude, man. So I kind of was like meshed his style European, real tailored cut with my homies, my because all my homies are African, with so it's like Afro Euro style right now. So it's just a great mesh of the two, and it's a great mesh of my personality and I, my my uh, maturity level and getting older. Everything goes my style, personality, everything. It just matures, it grows, and I've always been stylish though. I've always been on point with this with the clothes I got to. I, it's just those one of that's one of my. Uh, my vices is yeah, <laughs> so I definitely. So the record is called um, Du Sable, and you're you're pronouncing it so much better than I am. But yeah, well, that's the how French. And yeah. If you use it, Du Sable. So yeah, I gotta throw that down there. So where can people get Du Sable? Uh, where can they find out more about you? Oh, uh, they can find um, Google Best Friend. It's, they're buying up everything anyway. So, but uh, you type in the Boy Illinois on Google and pop up. Um, everything's uniform. All my social networks is all the Boy Illinois. So it's easy to find. Uh, Cause sometimes I try to look for people and they be having. It's like six names. different names: Instagram and then Twitter. And you're like, I really just give up. I mean, we're in the the, uh, the times where it's like we're in a microwave society. If it takes too long for me to look you up, I'm done. I, if I run into your name, I'm like, oh, all right, there you are. But after, if it's too long, too complicated, and your name is not what your name is, mm -hmm. I don't feel like it. No, yeah. man, I love it. And I understand that people feel like that, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the record's out now. People can download it. They can purchase it. What does that open up for you? You know, obviously, you got Sway. You got the Fake Shore Coast Nine. Like, what doors are open now that this new project's out, and where do you go from here? I'm trying to tour. I'm trying to get this money. Uh, overseas, really. Um, I got... Got some people over in um, in Australia that I've been talking to in the UK. I got to work with this UK artist, and that's going to be a smart move for me just to open up my audience a little bit more. Yeah. But the look, I feel like my look and music will transition nicely over there. And that's really what I'm trying to do is just be global. Dude, I love it. I think that's brilliant. I really, like, the second you said Australia, I don't know as much about their culture, like, about their music scene. But, like, you said UK, and I'm like... Awesome. It makes so much sense over there, 100%. A lot of sense. I had a company that I'm trying to work with, not trying to. We just, I'm kind of waiting on them, Dende Man. And they make suits, tailored suits out of African prints. And that's just the perfect mesh. I've worn one of their suits in my video. I got called I. So they hold fashion and things, the way they're doing is a little bit more comfortable to me, you know. So I feel like I can transition there and then transition somewhere else. It's all about growth. Dude, that's really, really cool. It's very inspiring. The record is such a joy to listen to. It is. It's so smooth. It's so enjoyable. That's um, what you look, man. I really, that was the goal. I tried to make this because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of conscious, and I've really been toning it down to the point where I say it, 
but it's not overbearing. It's not over hitting you over the head with it. So I really want to make this a very smooth and enjoyable listen. And thank you that that's to, that's what you got from it. I'm glad. No, it absolutely is, man. Mission accomplished. Boy, Illinois, I'm so glad we got to have you on for the first time. Let's not make this the last time. Let's check in 2016 if you're at South By or whatever you're doing next summer, man. Let's check in again. This was a total blast to talk to you. Thank you. Man, no, man. I thank y'all for having me in South By. I'll definitely be there. So I'll see you then. We'll be doing this again. Dude, let's go grab some barbecue. See you then. Thank you. <laughs> Indeed, man. This has been the Chicago First Unlimited Podcast. Thanks to the boy, Illinois, for being on the show this week. You can find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black. Dynasty Descend.